Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 23 of UCC's Talking Pictures podcast. I am your host Shannon and I am really tired at the minute. That's all the news I have this week I think. I do have a few guests booked for November, one in particular that I'm really looking forward to and I won't reveal them until maybe two weeks from now, until we can kind of get the date sorted. But they worked on a really, really cool film this year and I loved it. So I'm really happy to have them on. Um, it would be really funny if they did just cancel last minute and then I'd delete this podcast from existence and you'd have to pretend you'd never heard it. Anyways, that's not the point today because today's point is all about the London Film Festival. You might be asking me why I'm doing an episode on this. Well, first of all, because I'm lazy. I want this to be a short episode. And two, because I've probably had one of my biggest moments there on the podcast and three I want to do a quick rundown on how to apply and the cost of it and a kind of similar rundown to other festivals I've been to such as Venice and Cannes so I wouldn't really recommend listening to this unless you want to go or you plan to go sometime in the future or maybe you just want to hear about it if you're happy to stay along for the ride do feel welcome but this episode is definitely geared a bit more towards cinephiles and those who are considering going to the festival so just keep that in mind anyways a fun fact about this film festival was this was actually my first time as press yay sorry i have this written down kind of and i have an exclamation mark after that yay which i'm just not applying to be honest but yeah i went as press which for me is a first because i've always gone as a student and to be honest being a student is really advantageous like you tend to get things for a cheaper price you can still often go to press screenings or conferences even if you do need to queue for them the biggest difference which I didn't avail of was I was able to interview people and I actually didn't do it because I was only there for three days and I was doing something else in London at the same time and I didn't really want to interview anyone unless I knew a lot about them and their work so I didn't feel very comfortable doing it and I decided not to do it now to be fair I actually did apply for a student pass first and I got rejected because you actually need to be in the UK to apply for a student pass for the London Film Festival, which is something I was not aware of. I sent them an email being like, why did I get rejected? And then I emailed them two minutes later being like, oh yeah, I actually read it. I know I can't go because I'm not in the UK. But I mentioned the same email. I was like, hey, if I can't get accepted as a student, is there any way I could go as press? And they were like, yeah, we'll check it out. You know, there's probably a good chance you will. And I didn't realise it that I had actually been accepted for press earlier. Like, I just didn't scroll down far enough in my emails to see that someone had sent me a confirmation email saying that I'd been accepted as press. I applied for both press and student at the same time. So I think this basically proves that I just can't read and that maybe you should look over your emails because they might actually have useful information in them. The more you know, it's crazy. Now, I think it cost me about £40 for the pass, which was okay I think other festivals have cost me about 80 90 so I think Venice for me was around 80 or something so 40 pounds not the worst I think especially for press but I do need to note that London is a really expensive place by the time I applied which was about August September most of the accommodation was gone and I ended up staying in a hostel it was called St Christopher's Inn it's near London Bridge it was my first hostel on my own it was actually really nice and really clean really well looked after and everyone was super friendly so I would really recommend it if you're going there to save money it's about maybe a half an hour walk from like Leicester Square and Buckingham Palace 
Now, even though I was rejected as a student, I was still able to apply for a BFI student membership. BFI refers to British Film Institute. But anyway, with this student membership, it allowed me to purchase tickets at £5, which is very much appreciated. Now, probably the biggest problem that I had during the entire thing is if you don't live in the UK, they need to check your ID in person to make sure that you're actually under 24 in order to be eligible for the student membership. This is a real pain because obviously if you're applying for the festival, it's more than likely you're going to go over to London when the festival is on but it means purchasing tickets beforehand the student membership is not available to you unless sometime during the year you actually did go over to London and show them your ID. I don't think it's very well thought out because it meant when the tickets were out the only ones I could purchase were about £20 when they should have been about 5 or £10 and there was nothing I could do to resolve this because I still had to go over to London and show them my ID in person to be able to get the £5 tickets even though I was the correct age. I did end up paying about £20 for a Greta Gerwig talk, which I definitely don't regret. But if my membership had been passed, then I would have purchased them for £10, which would have been a lot more convenient. So I think my advice there, unless they change it, is if you're just for some reason in London um, over the next year or any time before the festival and you want to buy tickets next year and go to the festival, just rock up to South Bank, go into BFI, be like hey, here's my passport, here's my ID, I'm under 24, so I'd like to get the student membership. That's probably the best advice I'd have because otherwise the tickets are very affordable. I think £5 is great for for every screening and talk bear press screenings, so that's just something to keep in mind of. So on my first day, which was a Saturday, I went to the Loki experience. It was just a one-day pop-up promoting the new season of Loki. Now, I didn't have any tickets for this and I wasn't aware it was on. It was only that I was walking along and I saw a queue. And whenever I see a queue, I'm like, hmm, this looks important. Maybe I should join. But anyways, it was free, which was a big attraction. It was also only open for one day, which was another big attraction, as I do enjoy exclusive things. Now, I did queue for about three hours, which was to be expected. But just to explain what happened was I basically got to go into the time variance authority sorry i had to look this up beforehand i haven't seen the new season i watched first season's great though i'm sure the second season's brilliant too but you're basically going to the time variance authority which is an agency where people control time and all the events that happen during the past and future and i have to say it was really standard the actors are great the set design was fab it had a really cool stuff and a lot of great photo opportunities if you're into that kind of thing there is also a lime key point keel point i can't remember what it's called at the end of it did not eat that because i'm not really lime type of person anyways also the food coloring on that looked a little toxic but i think people enjoyed it so that's all that matters i thought it was really well done a bit short for the queue time but then i think anything that's marvel is going to bring people in like that so that the wait was obviously understandable but the fact that it was free was fantastic and i think if it came back to london a lot of people would look forward to going to it and once again, I use my all-time advice. If you're in a queue, just make friends with the people around you. It goes so much faster. Actually, one of the people I met is an extra in House of the Dragon, which was quite random, but queuing, queuing, crazy things happen there. Now, the rest of Saturday, I didn't really have anything planned out, so I did nothing for the rest of the day. I saw the Book of Mormon last minute, which was great. But the next day, I was on my guard. I was prepared. I knew what I wanted to see and what I wanted to do. 
I also thought I knew where the cinemas were, which was actually like, because they are quite spread out around the city, or not even the city, but around this area. One could be half an hour away, one could be right next to you. The next morning, I went as press to All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Now, this film... I would really recommend to keep an eye on because it's going to be a big contender for the Oscars, I'd say. But it's about a man who lost his parents in a car accident when he was younger. And one day he returns to their home as an adult, their childhood home, and he finds his parents are still there, same age, dressed in the same decade as ghosts. Basically, the whole thing is sort of about the conversations that he never got to say to them when they were alive. So he's doing it as an adult. And one thing that's a big factor is his sexuality as he's gay and actually kind of getting with Paul Mescal, which is a whole other story. But it's just a really powerful, moving film. The cinematography is absolutely amazing. And it's just really sad and moving. I think a lot of people are going to love it. I do think it might be a bit not too weird for the Academy because it is pretty tame, but I, I don't think it will be exactly what they're looking for would really love andrew scott got a best actor nomination but really recommend seeing it very beautiful great film one of my favorites of the year so far and i don't say that very lightly also fantastic cinematography done by jamie d ramsey i have a feeling all of us strangers is going to be quite big on tiktok next year in terms of quotations and just visuals alone so keep an eye out for that as well the next film I saw now was Saltburn. Now, this was a public screening. I queued maybe for an hour. It was the last chance in the festival to see it. Once again, made friends. Now, I have to say, my expectations were quite lowered because the festival it premiered at, the Telluride Film Festival, seemed to have rather mixed reviews. But I have to say, I take that all back. Saltburn is class. Absolutely loved it. Plot, gorgeous cinematography. Great acting, particularly from Rosamund Pike and Alison Oliver, who comes from Cork herself as well. Emerald Fennell, who is the director, is just such a legend. She did Promising Young Woman, um, but she's actually just so funny and so witty. Like, it's just such a fun, juicy film. It's about a young man, played by Barry Keown, whose name I still don't know how to pronounce. I still don't know how to say it. He's a working class lad, and he's going to college in Oxford, and he befriends Jacob Elordi's character, who brings him to their family home of Saltburn, which is very dense and Abbey style for the summer. And crazy things happen. It's basically rich people being out of touch for like two hours, but it's just really twisty and very fun, very, very funny as well. And just great performances all around. Now, I do need to do a bit of a warning. There are a few scenes in there which I think may throw off a general audience. Though I have to say they're not as extreme as I thought they'd be. They are a bit weird, but I don't think anything too tough for people to handle. Just a bit like, why? But yeah, when I saw the reviews from Telluride, they seemed to say it was very shocking. And then I watched it and there's maybe about three scenes that are quite questionable. You'll know them when you see them. But if you can handle the call me by your name peach scene, you will probably be fine. I think they're a bit out of the norm for maybe general audiences. But if you've seen a lot of film, you've probably well equipped to deal with it. Anyway, I think it's definitely going to be massive. Um, once again, the cinematography was just unreal. Definitely go see Saltburn when it comes out. I think it comes out this month, maybe 17th of November. Not sure if I'm right there, but do go see it. Anyways, after that, I went for a nap back at my hostel and I went to the Greta Gerwig talk. Now, I do need to admit I was late for that because I got one of those bikes um that you cycle around london great value great fun except 
there was no dock for me. I came very early and there was actually no dock for me to put my bike in. And I, I phoned the company and I was like, hey, I have somewhere to be. Can I just leave my bike out here? And they were like, that would cost you like a lot of money if you do that. And I was like, fine, I won't do it. And then someone finally just took a bike away and I put it in. I was about maybe 10 minutes late at that stage, though she actually hadn't come out yet. She came on the stage about two minutes after I came in. Greta Gerwig is so funny in person. I was really delighted to get that ticket and it was just well worth the value. Um, Just so funny and insightful and everyone was laughing away. It's available online on BFI on YouTube, I think. Would definitely recommend giving it a watch. She's just such a joy to behold. Now, I do want to talk about as well, if you're listening and you have no interest in the film festival or film or going to London Film Festival... A possible reason why you're here is I obviously did a video with Greta Gerwig at the festival shouting out University College Cork and I just want to give a brief explanation as to how that happened because a lot of people seem to think that I went over and was there to interview her. I actually wasn't, it was pure chance. So I had my ticket for the screen talk and at London there isn't really any barriers to stand and meet celebrities or maybe there was the years before, I didn't see any this year, but I emailed kind of the press delegates and I was like, hey, is there any way to stand for Greta Gerwig just to get autographs because I usually do giveaways or whatever and they were like, no, unfortunately we don't have any place because it's in a hall. Sorry about that, hope you enjoyed the festival. And I was like, that's no bother. And I was going to go to talk anyways. And anyways, after coming out, I saw there was a barrier with maybe 20 people around it. And I was kind of like, what's going on here? Once again, cues piquing my interest. So I went over and they were like, Greta Gerwig might come out. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, And then five minutes later, who comes out? Greta Gerwig talking to everyone, signing everything, just being so nice and friendly. Like, I cannot describe how nice she was in person. Just the loveliest vibe from her. Now, I have to say, I was lucky enough to get a Lady Bird DVD signed as well. And it was really funny, because when I realised that I couldn't get it signed the other day, I was like, no bother, I'll just leave it back in my hostel. I don't need more stuff in my bag. Then when I realised there was a chance Greta Gerwig could come out, I was like, oh, I wish I brought my DVD because I could have got it signed. I don't have anything to get signed. But while I was rooting through my bag, I actually found that the Greta Gerwig DVD for Lady Bird was there. I don't know how it got there. I was really convinced I left it at home. But yeah, she signed it and I did a giveaway with it that finished last week. Congrats to the winner for winning it. But yeah, just crazy coincidence, like pure luck. Anyways, Greta was really nice, just gave University College Cork a shout out. Probably my biggest moment, I think, on social media so far. I don't think I've had another one that's really compared, but it's just complete chance. Now, I'm pretty chill about the whole thing because I've gotten a little, like, she was just really down to earth. So it felt, it didn't feel that crazy. But yeah, no, it's fantastic. Really love the feedback and kind of the fun that a lot of people have been getting out of it. And yeah, thank you for everyone who saw the video and shared it and liked it because there's so many people I know who shared it around the place and some shared it with me and I was like I've seen this video actually weirdly enough yeah that's basically the whole story just came out of talk waited for five minutes and she was just there and I was like hey do you mind doing a small video for my university and she was like what's the name of your university and I was like University College Cork and she went off natural actress knew everything to say so that's kind of the story of that moment didn't plan it really just luck 
happens a lot at these type of festivals. I'm not good enough to get someone like Greta Gerwig to be interviewed by myself, but maybe, but hopefully there'll be more moments to come anyways, but that is just a little explanation on that one. So that night I also went to the surprise film. Now the surprise film is kind of a big deal because it typically does have a really good film. Like I think one year was Lady Bird, last year even, it was Last Onion, A Knives Out Story. Like there's loads of rumours around the place. Everyone's like, ooh, I heard it was Ferrari because Michael Mann is in London. And I was kind of like, oh, I hope it's not Ferrari because I've seen that already. But I sit down, the person comes out and starts talking and then she makes loads of like car references and then she's like, the surprise film is Ferrari. And then as soon as Michael Mann starts walking on stage, I just get up and leave. I think looking back at it, that must have looked really bad. I must have looked like I was boycotting Michael Mann. Was not boycotting Michael Mann. I think he's a great director. But yeah, I just left as soon as he came on stage. And as soon as I got out the door, the first person I found who wanted the ticket, I was like, here you go, watch the film hope they enjoyed it I think it's a good film I do like it but I just thought someone else might want to watch it more than me especially as I'd seen it before and it is rather a long film I did kind of want to go back to my hostel and go to sleep because it had been a long day kind of up at I think seven seven ish not the earliest I've gotten up for a festival but was up that day from like seven to midnight so did need to go to sleep now the last film of the festival for myself was The Bike Riders. This is starring Jodie Comer and Austin Butler and Tom Hardy who has a bit of a weird accent for some of it. Really great film, very entertaining, bit of 60s biker gang based on real life events. Just the film sort of felt like a film that just wasn't made anymore. It felt so like genuine and like American and just so idolised. I really loved it. I think a lot of other people liked it too. I think Jodie Comer is fantastic too. That's actually the first film I've seen her in. And she's so electric. Just She has this magnetism that's really unique. And I could watch her do anything. I think she's such a talented actress. Now, my final talk for the festival was Green Talk with Andrew Haig. I actually purchased this for £10, I think. I think my student membership was valid for two days until they got back to me and they are like you know what, actually we don't know if you're a student, come over to London, show us your ID. But I managed to get his Screen Talk tickets for £10. Another great talk, he directed All of Us Strangers, the film I spoke about previously, which is a really insightful discussion to his, all his works, casting Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott and talking about the role of sexuality in his films. So really, once again, would recommend watching it on BFI, again on YouTube, and keep an eye out for any interviews he's doing or any work he's doing. He's just a very great person to listen to and is producing fantastic stuff. So that was basically the end of my festival then. I got a train home. I got the train to Stansted and went back to Cork with no major issues. Unlike Venice. But we're not going to talk about Venice. But ranking the festivals overall, like just to summarise up London. London has a great selection of films. Great selection of talks, particularly this year. But... London is really expensive. Like, I think the festival is fantastic in itself. I think the offers, once you have your student membership approved, are great. But it's really hard to get cheap accommodation. Also, as well, if you're interested in this aspect, it's not very easy to meet celebrities on the red carpet because there isn't really a space for it. Now, I don't think this is a major issue, but I do know some people want things signed and all that. And I've seen in other years, I think they have done it, so maybe it was just this year, maybe it's because of strikes, I'm not 100% sure. But um, I think out of the three festivals I've been to, I'd rank it prob 
Venice is definitely number one. Really torn between Cannes and London because London is a lot more accessible. Like you are able to go to all the films, even if you don't have any involvement in film at all. I think Cannes does have that bit more of an exclusive element. But if you're not going as press, there's just such a long queue time. But then you can also go to press conferences, even if you're not press. Based on expenses alone, I would probably rank it Venice, Cannes, London. And then for enjoyment, I think Venice, London, Cannes. Though Cannes, once again, does have that kind of cool exclusive element. It's just like the queue times can be quite long. And most people can only get the three day in Cannes Pass. So it doesn't allow them to do as much as they might like to do. Like I knew for myself that London was going to be a pretty relaxed festival. Didn't have high expectations because it was only there for the three days. Went over it, no tickets. Ended up really enjoying it. Ended up once again meeting Greta Gerwig, which was unreal. But as a student, it's the least affordable, I think, out of all of them. Now, I have to say, can also as well can be expensive. But if you get your accommodation booked early, you're sorted. If you book it later, that's when it will be more costly. Yeah, that's my rundown of the festivals. If you have any questions, just DM me on Instagram. There's been a good few people who've done that already. And if you have any questions, you can join them. And I will do my best to explain as in much detail what I think is the best value, what you should do and what to expect. Because I know a lot of people now seem to have interest in going to film festivals. Would really recommend, particularly Venice. Works out a bit cheaper than a normal holiday, I think. So it's great if you're into film and you were planning to go away next year anyway for a week or so or less or whatever. It's been an absolutely crazy year. A really lucky year. I've been very lucky to do all the things that I've done. And I'm sad it's over, even though it can be a bit taxing. Really early start times. Really late going to bed. Could be queuing for a very long time. Maybe 10 hours. Could be getting shoved around. But it's all part of the experience. It's all crazy fun like but I hope these kind of series this kind of miniature breakdown has helped anyone who's thinking about going and might convince them to go if they have the finances to do it um, I know personally myself had a great time saw so many incredible films met so many incredible people that I never even thought I'd share a room with so yeah definitely crazy definitely insane would definitely recommend and just to be aware of cost more than anything which I think is a bit hard to say as a student it's very hard to budget as a student but this is just coming from someone who works and who is a student and tries to budget so I hope I can give you some kind of realistic idea of how much it will cost and kind of the things that you need to do when you get there and how to get there but anyways I hope you really enjoyed this episode and that wraps us up for this week next week I was speaking to Amelene O'Regan Farino about her upcoming Sending Fresh podcast at the Fresh Film Festival would really recommend you check that out. Fresh Film Festival is basically the Young Filmmakers Festival in Ireland. Really important, has produced a lot of amazing filmmakers and they're doing great work. So if you're interested in doing film and you're under 18, great people to go to to help you get started. You'll meet a lot of cool people. And I'll just speak about her work as radio hostess, a journalist, podcast host, director, girls, basically done everything. She should be your role model. Like if no one's doing more than her and it's amazing. But yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you guys have a great weekend. Happy November, happy winter, whatever you want to call it. And I hope you enjoy the guests who are coming up in the next month. So thank you very much for listening and I hope you have a great week. Bye.